Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Some places take you away, some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. Welcome, everyone, to another live edition of 410 Sports Talk. I'm Glenn Martin here with my coach, James Haskell, and, of course, DK in the back, as always. Got a big show for you guys today. We're going to have of course, film expert Cole Jackson is back. He has dug himself out of the Canadian snowstorm he was in last <laughs> weekend, or last week, I'm sorry. And he's already dove into the Houston Texans tape, so I'm excited to get his take on not just what the Ravens have going on uh, internally, but what he, you know, his early impressions uh, of what the Texans are going to, you know, the kind of challenge the Texans are going to present for the Ravens this coming weekend. Um, get into the practice report and, you know, who's healthy and, and all that good stuff. Of course, we have our official our official game preview coming up this Friday, as always, for you guys. But this is going to be our initial thoughts. We're going to get uh, Cole Jackson's opinion. And then anything Jimmy comes up with, who knows what this guy's got to say. <laughs> anything that Jimmy comes up with. Yeah. That's what we'll get to at the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> once, we're, once me and Cole are done, we'll let Jimmy yeah. talk a couple minutes. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. You know, I was going to ask you how you're doing, Glenn. Where are you? Yeah, still can. <laughs> How are you doing, There's, bud? I'm doing good, Early man. Thank you for asking. Jeez, whiz. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Um, no, doing well, doing well. How about you, Jimbo? Good, man. Are good. you dug out of uh, <laughs> the city? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't too bad. Gotcha. Some, some guy. I guess I get it. Some guys were knocking on the doors on the street to. They were like, Trouble? "Hey, I'll shovel your your sidewalk in front of your house on the side of your house." Like four feet, right? Exactly. It was a few, right? But like, I'm like, dude, I'm not giving you money to do that. Like, I, yeah, I'm yeah. okay. But uh, no, it was good. It was nice. My son got to got some shovel action in today, so he had a good time. Nice. Um, but yeah, man, no, good to go. You guys doing it? You doing all right up there? Yeah, doing well. Doing well. Got some sledding in. Well, the kids got some sledding in. I didn't do any, but they, I had they to were go to off work. today, right? Yeah, they were all in my yard on my side yard, hitting that oh, hill. Like the <laughs> all of them, and I had to leave. But anyway, we're back. We're yep. excited. And look, have... it's a yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Look, look at well, me. it's game week. Uh, That's it, right. It, finally, it, finally. It's like, geez, I've been waiting. I've been watching these trash teams all weekend. I'm finally glad we get to see our boys who know how to do it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, my goodness, it was Dude. a mess of a weekend. There was one competitive game out of the bunch. Yeah. So I, I'm excited, man. I can't. I absolutely yeah. cannot wait. And. Look, I have rethought. You know, I've looked. Uh, I've looked in, into what the Texans have to offer, and look, I'm I'm confident in our Ravens. However, you know, we got to realize that this is a hot team that's coming in here that has a hot quarterback that it that has been playing playoff football for how many weeks now in order to mm -hmm. get to this point. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't want to overlook mm -hmm. this Texans team. It's like OBJ said, 
Every team is here for a reason, especially in the division round, because that means they've they've won at least one playoff game or had the bye, you know, like the Ravens and, and Niners. So, yeah, this is going to be a tough matchup. It's a good football team, but, uh, yeah, I certainly like our chances nonetheless. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that, uh, yeah, they're a respectable team for sure, but, um, you know, it seems like everybody over the, the Super Wild Card weekend seems to have forgotten that the Ravens exist. Uh, so I think that they'll get a nice little reminder this weekend. doesn't really matter how hot the Texans are. I still feel, like you said, I feel really confident. So uh, I'm excited to talk all about it. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Asmodeus the notice says McChickens. Also, anyone going to the game? Well, look, let me tell you what, Asmodeus. We decided to go big or go home. Mm-hmm. And we got tickets for that AFC championship game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we thought, mm-hmm. look, we're going all in when the stakes are the highest. We're only going to one playoff game. It's this one. That's we're it. Be there at the AFC Championship game. So that's what we're manifesting here and mm-hmm. beyond. The Ravens are going to get the dub uh, after that. But now, yeah, I also man- want to shout out Asmodeus because I saw he doesn't just dole out the McChickens and 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 all that in this show. I saw him over when we visited with Bobby and Sarah on the vault. I saw him in the chat dishing out, the, keeping everybody well fed over there as well. So uh, mm-hmm. appreciate the generosity here and elsewhere. Um, hey, and Glenn, yeah, we got to give a shout out to to the 410 Sports Talk fam in general, right? Like they were right. running deep over there when we were on the show representing. So we mm-hmm, appreciate mm-hmm. you guys. Obviously, you guys are hanging out with uh, with Sarah and Bobby, but uh, we appreciate you hanging out with us as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Let's see here. We got another super chat. They're coming in now. Uh, Mark Anthony, the gamer, says, On my mama, on my hood, Jim, look fly. Uh, Fly Glenn look good. My man. Hey, song, dude. I, I, let's go. I love it. I love it. Uh, Flock Gang. Uh, uh, let's see. A little, man, y'all making my day for real. Keep up the good work. I love it. I'm hey, sure I didn't dude. say that as cool as you as you meant it to be, you know, said when you <laughs> typed it. Um, but I certainly appreciate uh, the energy. I love all caps because you're not yes. yelling at me. You're just yelling it from excitement. Usually yes. when you see all caps, it's someone disagreeing with me strongly. And calling me names in the comments. So I do appreciate that, Mark. But yeah, it, I think all Ravens fans have been missing some Ravens football, Jimbo. Dude, you think, and that's the most exciting about all this. Do you think that they're missing football? Whew. You better believe the players are missing being out there watching this weekend. Like I said, I might be petty because I'm I'm pretty petty. Yeah. But if you think if you think I'm petty, think about all the other guys that are sitting watching the games, not hearing a single name drop of the Ravens, not hearing a single mm-hmm. name name drop of the MVP quarterback, the number one defensive, nothing. Yeah, They're, but- they are chomping at the bit. The lack of, of consideration in and of itself and mm-hmm. respect is, is material for them. and just added fodder, right? Just added fuel for the fire. So uh, yeah, man, I cannot freaking wait. Finally, hey, I saw somebody ask. We were in, we were on the vault in their last. They did like a four-hour live over the weekend, and we were about two and a half hours in. So check us out, bringing some energy to the to the uh, to the stream. Asmodeus, appreciate your generosity again. Protein shake, and see y'all in two weeks. Yeah, buddy, that's right. He'll be in the building. We got to link up at some point. Take some uh, some pictures so we can throw them up on the. Yeah, make sure to DM us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Your best bet is probably Instagram or Facebook at the game ah, or Twitter. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Whatever yeah. you want to do, we'll find you and we'll meet up with you. Uh, we're going to be running deep, dude. No doubt. Now, look, Jimbo, we got to start here because I got yep. some questions for you. All right, let's do it. This is the practice report from today. Shout out to Jeff Zrebic uh, hey. of The Athletic for uh, keeping us up to date with all 
this info. So as you can see, the first line there, not a ton of surprises in the did not participate, Tylen Wallace uh, and Delshawn Phillips. But that last name, Jimbo, cornerback uh, Marlon Humphrey, still dealing with the calf strain that, again, I, I can't forget the fact that he sustained that on a field goal block. I don't know why he's uh, I mean, I guess. Okay. Uh, but limited participant was Zay Flowers, also dealing with a calf issue. Mark Andrews, Malik Harrison, and Adafi Elway, who's very confident he'll be back, says he would not miss this game. So no worries there. And then a full participant uh, is, is Devin Duvernay with the back injury. So it looks like he's on track to be one of those guys returned to the roster with those two open spots. But Jimbo, how, how concerned should I be and how concerned are you that Marlon Humphrey's not going to be out there this week when Nico Collins has been running wild all over team secondaries? Yeah, I'm not a... So, outside of this report, do you know for sure he's not playing? No, this is all I know. So, you're just it ascertaining... It doesn't look good with it being a Saturday game. I mean, it's we're talking... It's in the Today's Sunday Tuesday. game. I mean, yeah. you still got a chance. I'm holding out. I'm holding out. Okay. But either way, even if he's out there and he's and he's hobbled, it's not exciting, right? So, or it's not, uh, not that it's not exciting, but it's, it's not, it certainly makes you nervous. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, like you said, I'm not nervous about it. I'm, I'm not excited about it, but also I have, I mean, look, we had issues against, you know, Miami, say what you want about Miami. They just lost and they're out, but no one can say that Tua doesn't push the ball down the field. No one can say that their offense doesn't put pressure on you down the field and put pressure on your cornerbacks and things like that in their own way. Um, maybe they don't do it as well as Houston. Maybe they do it better in other ways. Obviously, they have the bet the all pro wide receiver, and we held up. Yeah. We held up. So they've given me a lot of faith in, in them, even with Marlowe out. But um, yeah, it's still not not an exciting proposition. Yeah, that daggone calf injuries, man. I just wish he was not out there. Trying so damn hard on like an extra point block. Uh, it was either an extra point or a very short field goal. I can't remember. Is when he had when he got hurt. And it's just like, why is the all pro corner? Is your all pro corner out there trying so damn hard? Half the guys just loaf on field goal block. Hey, this guy's out here trying to get get off and get the block and doinks his calf. Ah, it's just frustrating. But yeah. hopefully he'll be out there. And like you said, I mean. It's the good news is he doesn't need a ton of practice to get ready uh, it, with, you know, the the tenure he's already got behind him. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But it's certainly be important. He's got to get out there at some point before the weekend. So um, we'll have to monitor that. But Jimbo, we can't wait any longer, right? I mean, no, we fresh cut colds, dude. Fresh cut cold, dude. Not just fresh cut, but putting up some serious numbers on YouTube. And I want to appreciate everyone in the chat who's helping, you know, to, to, to help grow what Cole's doing over at road graders, making us all fans smarter watching of the football. Like, I mean, it, 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 just go watch his channel, go sign up, but here he is. No more delay. Cole Jackson. How you doing tonight? Ladies and Boys. Okay. Listen, we're, a, we're a family friendly show. So I'm going to ask everyone out there listening, put on the earmuffs, put the earmuffs on the little ones. That's oh right. boy. Oh boy. It's fucking playoff week. <laughs> Let's fucking go. <laughs> Oh, it just, yeah. like, it just, it's a different feel. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. All right. I had to get it out early. I let out a couple cacaws before I got in here too. We're <laughs> good to go. Um, how's it going, boys? I am fired up. I cannot wait for this game. I have already watched the Texans-Browns game like four times. So ready to go. <laughs> yeah, 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 it works. Like, it. And works. We're equally excited. Can't wait. 
uh, just a sleeping giant right now in the Baltimore Ravens. But we're really excited. One of the things Glenn talked about is really excited to pick your brains about that as well, about the Texans in and of themselves. Yeah. Um, so I'm already excited that you're confident in the team, being that there are some people that are a little nervous about, you know, hot team coming into town off of a team that hasn't played meaningful football in three weeks. But early, early uh, analysis of the Texans, offensively speaking, let's stick to the offensive side of the football. What do you like? You know, what do you see coming? Maybe not like, but what do you think is good, right? Coming out of uh, Houston. I mean, CJ Stroud, that kid is so goddamn impressive. Um, throwing dots out there. Uh, very, very high level processor. You know, for a rookie to be that efficient at looking off safeties and kind of baiting guys, um, he's got that next level spatial awareness where he kind of knows what's happening on the backside of a read. And then he's looking to the front side of his read and getting the defense to adjust to his eyes and then immediately transitioning and quick decision-making. So um, I'm really impressed with his game. Uh, one thing that I will throw out there because it really, like it was staggering to me how many coverages the Cleveland Browns blew. Now, part of that is that type of, you know, he's manipulating the safeties. He's making them bite that sort of thing. Um, but it was just really poor DB play. Um, you know, a couple of those big plays where they, they beat them deep. Um, it's not necessarily like, I'm not really saying they didn't earn them cause they did, but also you just haven't seen that type of, it reminded me of like early last year, Baltimore Ravens, where it's like, holy shit, we just gave up another 60 yard touchdown. Um, that type of stuff just hasn't happened this year. Uh, the way that these corners, um, these safeties are playing with discipline, um, the way that they're keeping the ball in front of them, I think it's all super positive for lending itself to this week. Um, they have an elite left tackle in Laramie Tunsil. They have a really good right guard in Shaq Mason, and then they kind of have three Jags in the, making up the rest of their offensive line. So that's going to be a really interesting dynamic. Um, obviously, playing that Cleveland pass rush was something to look at. C.J. Stroud over the season, 2.95 time to throw, and this one, 2.44. It was basically look for that deep shot. If it's not there, immediately hit the flats. They remind me, and I mean, they're running that kind of uh, – you know, Shanahan style offense. So we've kind of just seen it in a Miami. We've kind of just seen it in a San Francisco where they're constantly pushing the ball into the flats and then getting guys out in space. Um, and we've played really well against that type of offense, especially with a guy like Kyle Hamilton and what he can do um, in the flats, the way he can come up and tackle. We have very physical corners, even a guy like Arthur Millette, um, when he's in the slot, he comes up and hits. Um, and that's, you know, without talking about, you know, Marlon, if he's playing and Darby and Stevens and those guys. So I, I, it's weird because I get 2019 vibes, you know, Vrabel seems a lot like D'Amico Ryan's the way he has these guys playing, um, Stroud and just kind of like, you know, his emergence, they got some young studs on their defense, like Will Anderson. It reminds me of Jeffrey Simmons, like the 2019 reminders are there when I look at this team but I have way more confidence than I have at all at any point this year. Um, and I hate that feeling. I hate being this confident because the letdown would kill, but I love this matchup for us. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I mean, like 2019 vibes. I don't want to hear any of that. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry. I already got yelled at on Twitter for that. 
Uh, let's see, Asmodee. A shout out to Mandrews, uh, Mark Andrews, JK, JK. It's great to see you, Cole Jackson. Sir. Appreciate the uh, continued generosity, Asmodeus. Um, hey, I, 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 I want to get your take because I saw you mention this, and I, and I, I've been experiencing the same thing. The fan base for Houston isn't as um, they're not they're not feeling like they're not as aggressive as what we've been feeling from other fan bases. Like, Bradley getting, yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about this, Cole. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Um, it doesn't doesn't play into my persona. I can't be myself. Um, I don't know who I am anymore. Um, I think it's like they're playing possum on us, and then they want us to act all kind. Um, yeah, you go to the top comment on my video that came out today, and it says Texans fan here. This video is great at breaking down a lot. This is to know, or there is to know. No matter what happens, I'm just excited, ecstatic we made it. And there is no team fan base I'd rather lose to. Good luck. I'm like, oh my gosh. I was just gonna no. comment and be like, screw you, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been going back and forward in the comments with some of these guys, and like, just a lot of friendly folks out there. I'm still hey, one of my good buddies from from Houston, Texas. Uh, Houston, Texas. I work with. He was like, he literally texted me this morning something similar. He's like, looks like it's gonna be your Ravens versus my Texans. Ravens should take it easily, but it's fun to be in the playoffs and winning. Right, cough, cool. cough, Cowboys. I what think they're just happening? happy making fun of the Cowboys. I mean, we had Miami fans acting like they've been relevant. Like they they acted. Like, I mean, they're puffing their chest out like they've done something. I mean, Houston has got at least something to be proud of there. And yeah, I mean, our comments are like, "Hey, it'll be a tough game for us to win. Good luck." Like, <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, they're playing possum. They're just trying to, you know, oh, we're all nice. And then when you let your guard down, that's when they get you. <laughs> yeah, a bit reverse psychology there but i wanted to ask you about your your take on on them on the defensive side of the ball they were able to get you know a couple turnovers off joey uh january joe and i think surprised a lot of people but also you know, they got some pretty tough pass rushers which what's your take on how they're gonna do defending this uh ravens offense january joe was looking like christmas joe with those gifts he was different <laughs> oh <laughs> Yeah, no, interesting group. Play the run really well. Um, that I don't love because I, I just like knowing that if we start getting you know the wheels spitting in the mud, you can always lean on your run game. Uh, but I think the way those guys fit runs, I think they defend the run really effectively. Um, this reminds me of a game where the game plan needs to be very similar to Miami, where they kind of come out and pass to set up the run, which is very much against how they've played the last couple of years, just obviously with, you know, the way Greg Roman called that offense. Um, so I think that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, but I, I think they play the run really well, my game plan. And I mean, I'm not trying to compare them as a team to the Miami dolphins because I don't think they're similar, but I think our game plan on both sides of the ball needs to be similar. If that makes sense. Um, you know, I think of that D line in Miami, they had, you know, Zeeler Wilkins, um, you know, a bunch of big bodies up front that can stop the run. They have Collins and Rankin. So, um, you know, and, and the way their linebackers fit the run, Christian Harris and uh, Blake Cashman, um, Denzel Perryman. I think they're just an athletic trio. They, they play the run really well. So um, where I saw the Cleveland Browns have the most success is in the middle of the field. I mean, you had tight ends, uh, Najoku and uh, Hunter Hunter Bryant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I said Hunter Biden. Uh, Hunter Bryant, I think they combined for like 11 catches for 150 yards. Um, so that's going to tight ends. And then David Bell kind of came out of nowhere with eight catches. So they just really worked the middle of the field. And I thought um, 
Their linebackers really struggled. They were playing their safeties deep. Uh, they've obviously had seen what Joe Flacco had been doing with the deep ball. Um, and they were just playing with a lot of depth with the safeties and that left the linebackers with a big area of field to cover. Um, and they exploited that. The only way they were effective moving the ball was in the middle of the field. And, you know, Blake Cashman, Christian Harris, the, like Christian Harris had a pick, but, um, you know, it was kind of thrown right at them. Uh, so I think those are two guys that I think you can take advantage of with an Isaiah likely, um, especially on crossing routes. Uh, the way the way Najoku played, I think that's, the type of game likely could have, um, especially on cut, catch and run opportunities. He's just more athletic than those linebackers. Um, I'd really love to see Zay Flowers working that middle of the field. And I think the underrated aspect that I'm really, really praying to God that we see is the unleashing of Odell Beckham Jr. in mm. the slot. Um, it's something that makes a ton of sense. It's something we haven't really seen a lot of. And I just think with free releases in the slot, with the way he can just be so damn savvy, especially after the catch. I think it makes a ton of sense. If you can get those matchups, I, I just really like it. So that's where I'm looking. I think this game is really going to come down to um, it's going <laughs> to, it's one of those weird games where it's a lot's going to be decided in the first quarter. If that makes sense. Like, mm. I think if we get out and we get a lead going, mm -hmm. I, I really don't see them being able to come back on that defense. Um, I don't necessarily want to be in a position where I'm playing catch up against them though, just because, um, I just feel like that's how these playoff games always seem to go. Um, so I just, I want to see a quick start on both sides of the ball. And, uh, I mean the blueprints, the same blueprint it always has in the playoffs. You win the trenches and you protect the football. Mm -hmm. Um, everybody talks about Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. We've, you know, it's been beaten to death. It's exhausting. Um, but you know, I look back at the last few playoff losses, not necessarily last year, because I mean, it was a Huntley led offense. It's just different. Um, our offense was, or off, our offensive line was kind of booty in both. So, I mean, that's something that that offensive line needs to come out and be dominant in this game. Yeah. <laughs> now I, what's there to be said about two things? One about, you know, them coming up here and playing in, in cold weather, uh, not that they haven't done it ever. None of these guys have done it, done it before, right? But it's going to be freaking cold this weekend, this Saturday. CJ Stroud plays in a dome. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. now he he's yeah. an Ohio State kid, at least in college. Honestly, yep. don't know where he grew up. He's he's from Texas, right? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Good question. DK knows, but he's currently eating peanuts at the same time, so I can't read his lips. But um, uh, no, he's in California, Cucamonga. Oh, Rancho Cucamonga. Oh. Nice. Yeah, so he's from Southern California, so he is not accustomed to the ways mm -hmm. of the uh, the cold weather outside of Ohio State. So two questions, two parts to my question. Do you think that that actually has an impact on this game and what they can do offensively or even defensively? And then two, how much do you buy into the idea that John Harbaugh is just an incredibly experienced coach and even more in the playoffs? This is a young team coming to Baltimore and a young coach in his head coaching tenure right like how much stock do you put into that advantage for the ravens yeah if, uh, on the weather issue it's just one of those things where i mean i played i played high school ball up in canada right so i mean it's november we're playing in snow almost every playoffs getting hit when it's that cold it hurts <laughs> like it really does it's not a fun day um and so you know, it, it, it does, it does make an impact. Right. And it, it's, you, you kind of saw it in that, in that bills game, 
I think the only reason the Steelers were kind of in when it was 24 or 17 is that just kind of played to their type of strength. Um, they needed that kind of, you know, uh, call it like a, a back alley brawl type game where it's just kind of more about the physicality, but the bills just kind of pulled away at the end. Um, so I think it can be that type of game where, and that's why I'm saying like it comes down to playing in the trenches because where you can be physically dominant, I think that's going to make a big, big impact in the cold. Um, and I think you also saw that from the chiefs, the way their defense played, they hit hard, they play fast. Um, and the dolphins are kind of like speed finesse and a little bit soft as we saw when we played them. So, um, you know, they didn't look like they were having fun getting hit out there. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So, um, that type of physicality, the way this Ravens defense plays, I think is very, very exciting for that. But when we get to the coach issue, cause that D'Amico Ryan's has these guys playing the right way. Like they don't give a flying Baker's fuck who they're playing. They're just, you know, he's got them, he's got them with that right mindset. Um, so I just, yep. and I, again, I know people don't want to hear it and I don't really want to say it, but reminds me a lot of Mike Vrabel getting those Tennessee Titans yeah. guys playing the right way. So I'm sorry, but it, there's a lot of similarities that, that are going on there. Yeah. Um, so I just think, you know, no Derrick Henry, no Derrick hey. Henry, no Earl Thomas. I think that's more important. Um, you know, he won't be getting a car wash before the game and then getting his ass thrown backwards. Um, but, uh, you know, what's it like when you look at John Harbaugh again, like he, you you know, you see the culture that's going on right now. Again, these guys are playing the right way. Mm -hmm. Baltimore, like defensive football in Baltimore is physical again. And that's been the biggest thing I've noticed in the last two months okay. of the season. And I tweeted about it today and, you know, it's, and I've heard it from guys that are kind of around the building and kind of, you know, within the team personnel, Roquan Smith's impact on this defense mm -hmm. cannot be understated. They didn't have a ton of leadership, um, especially when Clay has left. And uh, Roquan has just been such a game changer mm -hmm. in that room, uh, bringing that leadership, pumping his guys up. I think Marlon Humphrey is also one of the leaders, but I just, I think I, and this isn't really a criticism. I just think he's not the most serious guy. And I think he'd struggle to kind of get guys, you know, focused. And Roquan's kind of that, that, you know, the, the guy that's going to lead the troops, right? You know, the guy that's going to run at the front of the line. I think that's his type of style. So I think Roquan has these guys playing the right way too. And real quick follow-up because uh, somebody sent us a shout-out to, to Kylie Green. She sent us a uh, a message via PayPal using the QR code on the screen instead of um, a super chat. So I just wanted to get this up here real quick. The question is, and this is to both of you, Glenn. You can take it first if you want. How do you feel about the lack of national media talking about our upcoming game so far this week? Not surprising, mm -hmm. but go Ravens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, mm -hmm. I think they got the worst time slot uh, on top of it. It just shows uh, how the national media, I think, feels about this this matchup. But that's fine. That's, that is okay to keep flying under the radar. Keep you know that it allows the Ravens to kind of keep pegging themselves as the underdog and mm -hmm. not allow them to be the hunted and continue to be the hunters. So I, I'm fine with it. It's not surprising at all that. The spotlight of the AFC will be taken by the Chiefs and Bills matchup with those two quarterbacks, and that's and that is quite all right. And we'll we'll see them uh, we'll see them next week. And look, guys, I think what we had is we found we found the trolls, guys. We were we were asking where the the Texans trolls are, Cole, and and they're in the chats uh, Hi, chat right now. They've come out, uh, and all, all, I, all I will please 
Because I'll be here in the post-game show. Jimmy, will you be here? Oh, yeah. I'll be here. You, yeah. Just come back when the game is over. Because we ask all the fans that jump in the pregame show and talk and talk and talk a lot to come back. And they never come back for the post-game. So I'll just say, just come on back. Just come on back. You know where you can meet me? Outside the bank. Big <laughs> Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Speaking of which, Cole, are you coming down for a game or what, dude? So if they win this week, I'm going to be in town for the AFC championship game. If yeah. No, I, up, I don't think I don't think on. I'm gonna actually go to the game. Um so as silly as that sounds, I think I'll be doing all the, the pregame festivities and then dude, watching yeah. at a nice little I wanna I wanna share I want I wanna have a beer with Cole Jackson in person oh. at a Ravens yeah. tailgate. Can we make that happen, Cole? Oh we'll be ha- we'll be making it happen. Yeah, there's okay. a couple of us, uh a couple of us that and I mean you guys are obviously gonna be invited. We're trying to get uh the the, the basically the local content creators together to do a little something. So no, uh, they, you just gotta know Cole. They invite Glenn and James. Dude, it's fish. That's right. Man, did you guys listen to Jay Z when he jumped on Bobby and Sarah's show after you guys got off? No, no. Uh-uh. Okay, so I went. You guys went, and then Jay Z went, and then I yeah. went, and uh, I hopped on with Jay Z right at the end. And he mentioned you guys because I was like, I gotta follow Jimmy and Glenn, and then you, and then I had Caudry after me. So it was like I'm sandwiched between all these awesome guests. And he was talking about uh, how he met you guys at camp a few years ago. Yeah, and he yeah. was like, those guys bring the energy. He's like, I just got my two kids to bed. And like, I don't have the energy to match them. So uh, <laughs> I thought that was awesome just because. Nice. Uh, hey, appreciate you mentioning that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It was great. <laughs> Jimmy will go up and get your digits. He don't care where he catches you. If he catches no. you anywhere, he's get, he's pulling your number. And, that, right. and, and it doesn't uh, quite matter. Hey, I got to get your take on this uh, because you're his lookalike. And since the return to Mark Andrews to practice, uh, Okay, Don C. Cole needs to embrace the uh, Andrews comp in a perfect world. Cole would have a stepbrother who looked like likely. Yeah, that would be like a long lost stepbrother, best friend. Looks just so like so much room for activities. But yeah, I, yeah. I, with Isaiah, I mean, with Mark coming back to practice, I've heard a small, growing fan of part of the fan base saying that they think since Mark went down, that is when the offense really took off, and that the emergence of likely has been a key to the offense's success. I, I can see your reaction already. But because that's been asked so often, I wanted to get your take. What is your take on what Andrews will bring to this team, and will this mean likely is to the bench? And also, and this is a big complaint, that Lamar Jackson force-feeds the ball to Andrews when he's on the field and doesn't spread the ball around. Yeah, I've definitely heard that one. Uh, it's it's. I mean, it's just Mark Andrews in his healthy games had the lowest – target share that he's had since 2018 so i just can't really think back to it and listen it's happened in the past um when we had seth roberts seth um when seth was out wide yeah you were probably getting mark andrews force fed the ball i wonder why Hmm. um and i just think with them finally developing a and and not even a three-man like i'd say a four-man true wide receiver core because I've been super impressed with Nelson Aguilar as a depth guy. Um, I just feel like that hasn't really happened this year. Um, there hasn't really been a time where I'm like, he's staring at Mark again. Like it just ha- didn't really happen. Um, you know, and I, and I think so Mark got hurt in the Cincinnati game 
And I think what people are forgetting is we went into Los Angeles and played the Chargers and only put up 20 points. So, I mean, that was kind of like Likely's first game in. He had 40 receiving yards. Um, what really happened, in my opinion, is they hit their bye week and then they came out and just looked like a completely different offense. Like it was just something clicked on that bye week. So you could say it was, there's just not really a reason for it to be Andrews leaving. I think it had a lot more to do with the circumstances. Um, Todd Munkin said after week six, I feel like it, I think it was after the London game against Tennessee. He basically said, we're just going to keep hammering at this offense because I think he was asked about the inefficiencies and that was when things were really struggling, right? It was that, you know, the Pittsburgh game where they put up 10 and then it was the, the Tennessee game where it, you know, I think what we have 24 in that, but I, it was just like, things just weren't really clicking. And I think his point was like, we're not going to abandon this new offense. Like we're going to keep hammering at home. And a lot of the analysts, if you look at a guy like Kurt Warner, I know he's not the most popular guy in the fan base, um, but he said they need to just keep hammering away. So um, I, I really think a lot of it was just this offense um, implementation took a little bit longer. It took into the regular season than you would have hoped for. Um, but I just really didn't feel early in this year that there was a time where we were forcing the ball to Andrews. I did feel like that in the past because I think we had to because we just didn't have the offensive playmakers. Um, but you saw his target share drop on film. You just don't see that type of you know staring activity. So um, I do think, though, this really showed that like likely needs to stay a part of this offense. And so what's Mark Andrews' role going to be? It's going to be pretty limited, especially if he plays this week. I Today was a huge step forward. I really don't think he's going to be active this week, though. It's uh, like when he got back last week, it, I, what I was told is it was still 50%. Like he's just kind of, you know, out there jogging type type drills. And this today was a good day from what I heard. Um, but I just really don't know if he'll be active. If he is, he's going to be in a few packages. Um, mm -hmm. He's not going to be playing a full slate. So um, what can he bring over this playoff run? I think he'll be in a more regular role if they get to the AFC championship game. But I still think it's going to see a lot of Isaiah likely. Um, I really think they could use 12 personnel more, especially in the run game. <laughs> uh, I, that was something that they didn't do as much of early in the past game as I was hoping for, you know, every time they went into 12 seemed like they were running, they didn't mix it up enough. And uh, that was kind of reflected in Isaiah likely's targets. So that's kind of my take on that situation. I know a lot of people disagree with me, but I, I just really feel strongly about that. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, now, I just want to throw this out there as a quote to stir the pot. It's like one of my favorite things to do in life. So um, I'm just going to throw this out. <laughs> Dude, I love it. So I don't know if you guys have seen this. Either of you, I, I want to get you guys' faces first before I switch tabs. Either of you seen Brett Favre's comments on this game? No. Okay. All right. I'm sure they yeah. were really well thought out. Yeah, though. quote. This is direct quote. <laughs> I think oh, the Texans take this one. C.J. Stroud is a true gunslinger. Lamar didn't throw a, sing a single touchdown versus a young Texans defense week one. His leg talent will only take them so far. His leg talent. <laughs> so he stopped watching football when he After got week one. watching. Did he miss uh, December? Oh, uh, it's so frustrating. I mean, it's not shocking, I guess, but... Man, dude, what what does this guy have to do to get to get the haters off his back? Never I mean, I guess I, I I don't even think winning a Super Bowl this year will do the trick. I, I really don't. I think they'll find a way. Uh, it 
That's unbelievable. Dude. Is that real though? Because I know there's been a lot of fake. I feel pretty good about this there. one. Gosh. I feel pretty. The person that retweeted it has multiple thousands of followers. So I feel Jeez. pretty good about it. Yeah. This guy. Well, that guy's already, he's got enough problems going on. Quit sliding <laughs> into DMs. Quit stealing charity money. I mean, that guy had a whole, he's got a whole lot of issues that he's got to take care of. Uh, that guy's a bit of a goof, but a heck of a football player. I just love how quarterbacks win Super Bowls and win MVPs, and they think they're the smartest guy in the world. It, it just blows my mind, the confidence. It's like, bro, you throw a football. Chill out. You're not a rocket scientist. Like, uh, you just get I spark I sparkling on that one, didn't I, Cole? Former Green Bay quarterbacks and saying stupid things on shows. That's basically <laughs> what we're seeing. Um, but, but like, I mean, this is one thing that really impacted the touchdown thing. Gus Edwards had 13 touchdowns this year. I think yeah. like seven of them were from the one. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the, and then you like, I'm, I'm looking at the play by play in the Texans game and their drive to put them up 15 to six. So it was a 20 yard pass to Zay and then a 19 yard pass to Zay and then an 18 yard pass to Rashad Bateman and then a two yard pass to Zay, a five yard pass to Dobbins that got them to the two and Justice Hill ran at it. So it's just one of those things, right? Where, um, you know, if you don't watch the game, if you just kind of brought up the box score and saw that he didn't throw a touchdown, but he threw 17 for 22, um, and then you see a drive like that where it's like they methodically moved the ball through the air. Mm -hmm. They just didn't score on it in the air. Mm -hmm. It's just like, that's why you got to watch the games. That's why, you know, actually paying attention and watching is really important. Um, but it gets lost on some people. So I, maybe it's a lost art. Maybe actually paying attention is a lost art. That is absolutely lost. A lost art. Ask anybody that scrolls social media mindlessly, um, and doesn't know how to pay attention to anything in their own lives. Uh, yes. So this is the thing that I wanted to mention. Uh, what I love about that is that Munkin doesn't overcomplicate things. He's not trying to reinvent the wheel. Who cares if guys are running from the one? It doesn't like if it, if it works, why ask the Rams about red zone offense, right? Like that's the reason they're not in the playoffs anymore. When Glenn and I were both thinking they were going to go deep and make a run, they could not get it in, in the red zone. And, and, Look, thankfully, we haven't had those struggles for long periods of time. I think we had a few weeks where it was a little dicey there uh, early in the season. But why Why try and reinvent the wheel? Why Why are we throwing fade routes and, you know, all these other things? Screw it. Give it to the big guy at number 35 and, and the wheel's on the bus, dude. Let's have him go around and around for a little bit. So I have no problems with it, man. I think it's crazy that Lamar gets blamed for the smartest thing you can do, hand it to number 35. Like... That's the best play in the book in that position. Tell me a better one. Yeah. I just don't get it. 245 pounds. I'll, I'll push, push. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I'll give it to. Well, I'll give it to that him one. They just grab the, his uh, helmet. Yeah, I don't know what happened to the Eagles, dude. What an absolute disaster that 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 or I mean, ten and one to to where they ended up is is pretty crazy. Eli says, "I'm convinced are the Taylor Texans Hurts is a robot. He shows zero emotion, good or bad." Who? Jalen Hurts. Who? I'm oh yeah. Official. He always has the yeah. same. The like. I don't know what happened to that guy, man. Like, I, Never, I, don't, I don't know. It's like he's he's been crushed confidence-wise. It's kind of strange. Eli says, are the Texans cornerbacks a group to be afraid of? Cole had mentioned a key to the game was to go up quick uh, in their first, but what else would be the big keys? So, Cole, do you have any other uh, big keys off, you know, for our offense versus their defense? Yeah. 
<sighs> Big key for me on the de- like for the Ravens defense is really to limit those deep shots. Um, I, I again, I, I'm gonna keep bringing it up. People are gonna get annoyed of it, um, but I just think of that first half in that Miami game. They were giving up yards. They were getting moved down the field, but nothing was really happening deep. Right. The only real deep shot I could think of was that uh, slot. It was basically a slot fade that uh, Tyreek ran on fourth down that he caught over Rock Yassin. Um, that was really the only deep shot. Other than that, everything was an in-cutting route in front of the safeties. They Again, they just played it where we're going to stay in front of you and you can move down the field, but when you get into the red zone, you can't keep doing that because everything tightens, right? So that's why I think getting out to a lead early is going to be important because if you're holding them to three, you still got to be putting up the sevens, right? And so that's where... Um, if you get to the first, you know, the first half and the offense isn't playing well, you might have to change your game plan a little bit. Um, but that is my big key for the defense. I also really, really want to see some creativity in the pass rush early in the, uh, early in the year, Mike McDonald was like, I mean, he had Travis Jones lined up as an edge defender. Like it was shit was weird, right? He was looked like a mad scientist and I loved every minute of it, you know, inject that in my veins. Um, and you had PQ running stunts so hard that he would have a free path to the quarterback and he'd still run a stunt like a psychopath. Um, he looked like a robot. Uh, but I, they kind of went away from that in December. And I think a lot of that was their game plan. Like, again, they were, they were basically trying to, bend and not break and i just think when they want to dial up a pass rush they're going to have to use that type of creativity because laramie tunsil is going to race someone and then they're able to use the right guard to uh to uh but i mean you can create some really nice matchups you know if i can get justin matabike against juice scruggs a lot that's something i want to do right so um i think there are some really nice matchups there but i just think we've gone a little bit away from some of the creativity and the stunt game with the linebackers being involved and I'd really like to see that come back. So that's another key uh, that's a little bit more specific to the pass rush. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and I, win the trenches. <laughs> that's yeah, that yeah, is that's the key. again. Yeah. There's a two, 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 two things you need to do to win this game. You win the trenches and you protect the football. No turn. How how yeah. likely do you believe the Ravens will will win both of those matchups? As far as taking care of the football better than the Texans, they are more talented on both sides of the ball. Um, I, I really do think Especially so. with Tunsil, we don't know if Tunsil's even going to play. He didn't practice yeah. today. He left last week, last game in. He'll you play. think so? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, he, he was very hurt in the, in that game and he hobbled his ass out there. Um, it's just one of those things where I think you'd have to cut his foot off to keep him out there. Like, do you guys, I don't think people realize Kevin Zeitler, when he tried to practice, tried to play before the, uh, was it the Miami game he tried to get out there? What did Ben Cleveland? What was his first Miami. game? Miami. Yep. Miami. Yeah. Was that at home? Did we play yeah. that at home? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. So Kevin was severely, severely injured. And he said he's not at least going out for warm-up. And they basically went out there and he couldn't walk. Like he was his, his, he was that hurt. And it's just like some of these guys that are, especially offensive linemen, they will do anything they can to play. So I think you're going to have to cut Laramie Tunsil's foot off to keep him out of a playoff game um but i do think he's going to be a little bit banged up and uh again they they worked their game plan specifically to get that ball out quick so that it wouldn't you know they were already doing it but then when he got miles garrett against a banged up tunsil um Mm -hmm. you know it's 
so that's something to keep an eye on. But uh, I, I will alter that a little bit because I do think their defensive line is underrated. Uh, Jonathan Greenard might be one of the more underrated pass rushers in the league. Um, he's going to see a lot of Morgan Moses. But one thing that I think gives us an advantage with these edge rushers, I'm actually going to do a video on it on probably Friday. Um, they are true, except for Derek Barnett, who's really kind of thrived in tech yeah. uh, on Houston. Um, I don't know what happened there. He basically left Philadelphia and is a better player. It's weird. Um, but, uh, they're true speed rushers, like they're edge rushers. And that's not necessarily what has hurt our tackles. It was guys that were able to, um, basically work the anchor of Ronnie Stanley. That was yeah. kind of the biggest concern. Um, so I think that actually plays really well to the Ravens advantage because I'm not sure Greenard's pretty good at it, but Anderson's not quite there yet as like a true speed to power conversion player. He's going to get there. Like he's going to be an elite pass rusher, but he's not there yet. So I think that gives them a little bit of an advantage. All right. Yeah, so these rotating tackles can get it done. Um, all right, yeah, after this, I got a question for you. Masi says, hey, Cole, do you, do you, but angry Browns fans who blame, one, the rest, and two, overlooking the Texans and taking them for granted for defeat? So, Oh, okay. I see what he's asking. Yeah, so I guess he's saying – Because the Browns that, rested their starters in week 18. And some are saying that that threw off the momentum that they had, especially offensively with Joe sitting out that last game. I mean, how do you overlook a team that's you know ranked one ahead of you? Uh, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't think they overlook them. I think the the prince princess story of uh, like it struck midnight and Joe Flacco turned back to a pumpkin. I think that's what right. happened there. Um, yeah. I was trying to make a Cinderella reference, and I was like, I forget how that story went. <laughs> I fade out when Scarlett's watching it, um, but. Uh, I, I the rest thing rest versus rust it's one of the more interesting debates I, I can't the result doesn't always tell you the answer neither and that's the, did, that's the tough part yeah yeah and I what I try and do is pay attention to the players because I think they would know more about the experience of it and I just remember listening to the Kelsey podcast and both mm -hmm. Travis and Jason being like you take that, like it was about the bye week specifically, but the, I mean, the concept is resting in week 18 or having a bye week to rest. And he was like, you take that bye every single week. And then Travis was like, fuck yeah, you take that bye week. So, I yeah. mean, those guys who have experienced it, both from the Eagles and the Chiefs perspective, I think that's kind of, you know, it's hard to kind of, how can I argue with a guy that actually played in the game? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I understand the logical thought of rust, but there's so many, like, the Ravens are getting so many advantages by getting this extra week of health. Like just getting look, Kyle Hamilton to, to back to normal is, yeah. is I can't underrate how big of a step that is last week. He probably would have been limited a bit this week. And then it's not that he wouldn't have played. He would have played, but he would have been hobbled a little bit. So just, you know, you're gaining Kyle Hamilton and the sharpness thing. I mean, I, I really like what John Harbaugh did this year. Um, a lot of people are always like, you know, he's kind of getting old. He's stuck in his ways, et cetera, et cetera. They completely changed the way they prepared for this game. They went to the stadium. They, and like, sure, maybe that means nothing, but it shows that he's actively trying to address a problem that he acknowledges occurred in 2019. I don't think as a coach you can ask for much more than to at least change the way you're doing it, right? Yep. So I think that's super positive. Yep. Yeah, you, you got you to appreciate that. And also – I, I appreciate Baltimore football history in the chat bringing this up because I saw it during the game. 
Cleveland's defense was a totally different story on the road. They gave up 30 points on average on the road. They were dominant at home, but not necessarily dominant on the road, whereas the Ravens' defense certainly travels and has showed that they're you know, as good on the road as they are at home. Now, I want to get your question on this or your take on this because Dalvin Cook signed here, yeah. and me and Jimmy said, look, it's fine for depth, low risk, potentially high reward. What's the harm in getting it? But everything I'm hearing – and then what I saw in the last game is that, you know what, maybe this guy is going to have a bigger role. And it's certainly encouraging that any role we need, a three-down back like Dalvin could potentially fit any role that we ask of him to fill. So what what was your initial thoughts when he was signed? And, and what are your thoughts today on what Dalvin can do heading into the playoffs? Yeah, I think I missed the week after we signed him. But if you would have asked me at the time, like, what you know, would you sign him? Or, and my opinion was... To the practice squad, sure, because, I mean, there's really no downfall to having someone on the practice squad. But And this was before week 18. I was like, I'm pretty happy with Melvin Gordon. And then Melvin Gordon, again, turned back into a pumpkin and fumbled the ball. And, you know, a lot of the – basically early in this year, I thought he was playing solid. He was protecting the football. There were no fumbles. He was running hard. I thought he was, you know, making good plays in the past game. I was pretty happy with him. Um, so what I've noticed, and this is a little bit of a – I wouldn't say there's a lot of evidence to this, but it's just something I noticed. But when I kind of see people from the team advertising him a little bit more on social media, it makes me kind of raise my eyebrow. And it's like, hmm, they seem to really be focusing on Delvin Cook. Um, and I, I, I was just talking about this in a, in a group chat with some of the film folks. This feels like a week that would have been really, really nice to have Keaton Mitchell um, just as like an explosive guy out of the backfield. You get a little bit of that with Justice Hill. Gus Edwards is your hammer. I think they might give Delvin Cook a look early and and really mm -hmm. see if he can get things going. And I think one thing we've seen in the month of December, Todd Munkin calling a lot more zone concepts. If you go back to Delvin and his pinnacle with the or called, I just called the Minnesota Chiefs. I don't even know why with the Minnesota uh, Vikings. He was one of the best zone running running backs in the league. Like that was how he kind of you know, did his best work. Even if you go back to Florida state, that was his best work. Um, so I thought that was something to kind of take notice of too. They're trying to run zone. They bring in a zone runner. Keaton Mitchell was better at zone. They lost him. There's a huge opportunity for him to kind of step in and, and really get an opportunity. So I do wonder if they'll give him a look early and then ride the hot hand. If it, if it goes well. Yeah, man. Well, look, we're excited and looking forward to it. Uh, Cole, you got us pumped up. We're super grateful for it. Thanks for coming on, my man. Of course, let us know. You know, we'll uh, reconvene after this game. We don't want to look past the Texas, but if you're coming down, man, yeah, you better gotta, yeah. meet up. We'll, we'll meet you at the airport with a sign that says Cole Jackson ready to pick now, you but up. If you're, dude. if you're having a, you said a content creator, like meetup, I want to be involved for sure. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, we'll I'll definitely, we'll, we'll, we're, we got to figure out. I mean, I think everyone's kind of in the same boat. They're a little like, Really don't want to bring that bad juju and plan something when when we when we aren't there yet. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm so excited and like just so you guys know, if I meet you in person, I'm a hugger. I'm a hugger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All our fans seem to be so, and we and we embrace it. We absolutely yeah, we embrace love it. it. We'll put I one on it. you. I'll, let me get let me get the arms around you, Cole. Let me get the <laughs> branches around you. But uh, seriously, boys, thank you so much for having me on again. Everybody you. out there in the chat, thank you guys so much. Yeah, uh, keep crushing it, man. I hope I hope everybody knows. I really pay attention to who's watching. I see a lot of people from this chat over on Road Graders getting involved, and I appreciate the hell out of you guys. So thank you, thank you so much.
Let's go. Make sure you guys, you guys go check out Cole. Follow him on Twitter, of course, at Cole Jackson FB, or check out his Road Graders uh, YouTube channel. Cole, thanks again, man. We'll uh, talk to you soon. Cacao! Hey, love it. Nice. Guys, just so you know, we're getting ready to hop over and hang out with Ing Raven for a little bit, so we will be putting some content up with him that's going to be recorded tonight. I don't know exactly when it's going to be put up, Uh, but let's get these last few super chats. Uh, cause we, you know, we appreciate all the time and donations from, from, and appreciation from all you guys, uh, before we head out here, how do the, how do the Browns feel? They acquire <laughs> massage Watson for the first, uh, two round for the two first round picks and third rounder Watson out for the year. Stroud and Will Anderson drafted by Houston mm. and beat the brakes off the Browns. Yeah. Talk about poetic justice. And on top of that, course the day after the, the browns lose the, the top question on espn are the browns better without deshaun watson just just to top <laughs> it all off so done yeah they the, can do nothing to get yeah, rid of you know they sometimes nothing sometimes karma does have a way of you know it's beautiful you know and, yeah. and you know what for a while the browns were making some good moves like i think they got a good gm and, and barry who's from yeah a couple minutes up right, the road right here road. in Bel-Air, which is which is pretty cool i think they got a good coach in stefanski but man, did they mess up going getting Deshaun Watson? And I yep. love it. I oh, you know it was an ownership move too. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, he was desperate to get a quarterback and thought, "This is my way to do it." And it doesn't matter the baggage that comes along with it. So, man, I, I think it's absolutely hilarious. And yeah, I mean, good for the for the Houston Texans for nailing that draft. Um, too bad it has to end this weekend. But appreciate the generosity, Don yep. C. And you support. As always. No doubt. Let's see here. Masi says, hey, guys, do you fear officials favoring their darlings, Allen Mahomes versus the Ravens? Who would you rather play? And NFL wanting T-Swift in the Super Bowl conspiracy. Well, Jimbo, I'll let you answer this, Jimbo. What do you, are you worried about the uh, biases that may be happening from the officials? I do tend to find myself being a little concerned about these things, but this is what I'll say. The NFL, follow the money. The NFL and 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 the opportunity to make money. I firmly believe that from a monetization perspective, there's more money to be made off the name of Lamar Jackson this year than there is off of any Taylor Swift. Uh, oh, I, I just I believe that that, oh. that specifically right now, Lamar's fan base is so wide internationally. He's such an icon in the NFL. I think that Mahomes. Is kind of, yeah, yeah. No, I know that she. But how much can you really? You know what I'm saying? Like, how much can you really leverage that in comparison to who right. Lamar is? It's about to be the second. Like, if the NFL is smart, they're going to take the guy with two MVPs under 27 and put him on an altar. Yeah. Or like, if, if they got a brain, which I like to believe they do. So, if the NFL is favoring anyone, I like to think that from a monetar- monetization standpoint. Look, that's Lamar not what happens, though. That's not what happens. No, no, they no, take no. advantage of situations. Yeah, to create storylines. Right, but it's got to create itself. It. It's got to be organic. Yeah, yeah I agree and with you. they do not let it sculpt who wins and loses, or else what the hell are we doing watching? Now, the announcers can say whatever they want. They, they, they have their biases, and that is what yeah. it is, right? Yeah. But yeah. I, I agree with you. That. That's kind of where it stops. We appreciate it, Mossy. Um, but uh, all right, let's so. get this last one. Sean Pisker says, just wanted to remind you guys how much I support your stream and enjoy the show. Let's hey. pray for our Ravens and get a big win this weekend and get a step closer to Lamar's ring. Great work, boys. Sean, thank you so much. What a your great, legend, Sean. Yeah, shout out, dude. Uh, and uh, what a great way to, to end this segment tonight. Man, hey. let's go. Sean, we can't wait to have you on right after the win. And That's right. Are you going to be there, Sean? Are you going to be there for the AFC Championship? I know you make it out to a lot of games. Uh, it'd be really awesome to see you uh, yeah, in person man. for once. Just don't arrest me for public intoxication because I will be drinking. 
and I don't <laughs> want to be arrested. I don't think I'd make it in jail. And look, uh, the last thing I got to say uh, is that uh, it's the playoffs, and it's a fun time some, to put some bets in. I tell you what, I have been doing so here at the house. Uh, my wife and I have been making having some fun bets amongst ourselves. So go check out our awesome partner, BetUS. Use the promo code 410 or use the link in the description to get a match up to 125% at $2,500. It's a crap ton of money and a great uh, match with an additional 25%. So go check them out. All kinds of bets. Makes the playoff game so much more fun. Ravens are the first one coming up on Saturday. Make some easy money. Take the Ravens and get a little paycheck. Dude, nine uh, points spread, man. They're gonna beat these boys by ten at least. Let's go. Take take this take it. Take the Ravens. But that's it for us tonight, folks. Thank you so much for coming out. Uh, Be back here Friday. That's Don't right. miss it. That's right. Let's go. See you. See ya. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon.